mother world had four children, but Woden was firstborn and mightiest. Should any fool disagree with you, strike them on the head like that! <laughs> Woden, one eye, father of giants, king of kings. From his storm-whipped mountain fastness, he is a jealous and wrathful lord. From on high, Woden, one eye, hurls dooms and miseries. When his host rides to war, their passage shakes the mountains from their roots. Their war dance flattens forests entire. Their chants shake the oceans from their cradles. Many ages have passed since the father of giants rode out. Pray that many more ages pass thus. And that Woden's wife speaks for you when war comes again. Hark, boy, put that down before you put your own eye out. Idiot. Yora, would you please... Thank you. <clears throat> Where was I? Woden One Eye has a wife whom he treasures above all riches, Manidotir, the princess of the moon. It is she that tempers his jealous rages with wisdom. He that knew only conquest, she taught creation. Though the giants may be natural born of the king of kings, we are his creations. Yes, even you, boy, sunbaked though you are. When Menidotter came down from the moon, she brought a bundle of ash boughs in deference to Woden One Eye. He heeded not the gift, transfixed as he was by her grace, and from that instant onward, Woden was changed. He, mighty he, tongue-tied, thoughtful, in love. On the morn of their wedding, she reminded him of her gift, and it was sent for. At her direction, he burned the boughs, and they sealed their union with bleeding hands. His violent red, hers silvery blue. Their mingling bloods dripped into the burning boughs, and from the ashes were the first men born. And ever after, we carry both Woden's fire and Menidotter's wisdom. Blood, blue and wise under the skin, rageful and red when spilled. From thence do we take our name, Ascomani, Ashmen. A soul lacking red blood is a coward, unable to fight, unfit to bear Woden's blood. A soul lacking blue blood is an animal, senseless and wild, unable to think, unfit to lead. Such are giants. that arrow. Such a one as you is too puny to be so stupid. Put on some muscle and you can afford to be a fool. Have you eaten today? No? Come. Halfdan, his right side still burned, his beard still half-singed, groans and heaves himself to his feet. 
uh, leaning against the hull of the boat, the Helheim. He casts an eye towards the inlet and grunts. He pats the figurehead of the Helheim, the rippling serpent with a woman's smiling face. Another time I'll tell you, Laura, of how many daughters slew the prince of demons and banished his legions far below the earth. For the moment, it seems I must play nanny to a swamp-brained ingrate. The captain should be back soon. See what you can do about the forward hull. Do you remember how we fixed it last time? Do I? We'll find out. Okay, cool. <laughs> half Dan is the bosun, and he's injured, so he's in, he's uh, enlisted you as he's half, your. He's, or half, he's half Dan. He's, he's half, half Dan. He's half Dan. All man. He was burnt real bad. <laughs> yeah. About half the face. I was the first thing I thought about. Was, oh, I see. I see what is happening here. <laughs> Do you remember how we fixed it? Where you like put wood against and you nail you nail it into this. Great. I'm gonna see if this boy can get a beer. And uh, half Dan. Um, <laughs> Grabs uh, the, the the young boy who we last saw firing an arrow in rage off towards the um, diminishing Baran Uwe in the distance and takes him aboard, uh, climbing from the marsh and the sticky mud up overboard onto the, onto the actual Helheim uh, and disappears over the railing. The stink of the swamp is surprisingly pleasant, Yora. It's weird. It's earthy, it's rich and salty from the ocean which sleeps like a giant just over the horizon. In a few days' time, the good ship Helheim will have reached open water, unless the dank swamp water insidiously leaking through the damaged hull can't be stopped. The boat, hauled out onto a patch of marsh grass, is sinking slightly into the soft earth. You can see the the damage done to the hull by the firebombs of Baran Uwe. I think you have carpenter's tools, half dance. Do you want to give it a, a, a look or a try to basically repair in Ships of the Sea? She's gonna try. So we are... We are... A couple days travel from the sea along the river Uwe. Along the river, but yeah. we are outside the city. Far outside. Far outside the city, but we are landed mm-hmm. aground so that we can fix the ship. Yeah. The crew has hauled the ship aboard uh, onto the marsh grass uh, as it was taking on too much water. As the uh, the the quick fixes uh, kept breaking through, especially as uh, you got into the the saltier, more corrosive uh, waters of the swamp and the salt marshes. And you probably said all of that. I didn't. And okay, cool. I was worried that I was. We like are an in asshole. Media res. He's left his carpenter's tools, and he's left. Uh, the wood that has been brought up from below decks um, just to patch this hull. You want to give it a shot? This yes. would be an athletics roll. Do you have proficiency with carpenter's tool? The answer would be big old N.O. If this is something Yora might have been interested in, Halfdan might have taught her over the last week and a half how to work with carpenter's tools because he was, he was injured and is still convalescing from the firebomb attack. I gotta say, I doubt it. Doubt it. As 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 shitty as that is to no. be like, let me deny proficiency, <laughs> future proficiency. I doubt that is what she was like interested in learning. For sure. Like honestly, I think the the closest thing would be asking questions to Arnie. Yeah, Arnold. Arnie. Uh, <laughs> asking questions to uh, Arnie. Right. Like yeah. learning about that lore. I think that fascinates her, and then probably just people watching. Great. I but think, I doubt she mm-hmm. was like, let me learn woodworking. Like, 
I, I think it was part of the 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 lore sort of search that brought you to Halfdan because Arn and Halfdan are both oh, okay. Ashmen. Uh, Halfdan is is uh, definitely not like of the Berserker variety, but he comes from the same land. And uh, as as Bozen um, is also very knowledgeable about lore and legends and and the sort of tales of the Ascomani, whereas uh, Arn is not as uh, much of a storyteller. Halfdan's a lot older. I think he's um, cool. uh, very much like a. Uh, a sort of boisterous influence on deck and as as a result of his injury hasn't been able to work the way that he wants to work. So uh, if if you were asking Arn stuff about lore and stuff, he would have pointed you towards Halfdan. Do, do we want to say that uh, you were there as well or is it just a Yora? Um, well, I think it depends on what Yora's like fixing. Like if it's stuff since we've run aground, if it's parts of it that are like touching the ground. They, they pulled it aground. Right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so if we if we've pulled it aground, like, are the things that she's fixing, like, uh, are they bits that are sunken into like the mud right no. now, or it's upper stuff? Because the, the main thing mm-hmm. would be like, is if it was stuff that was on the bottom or anything, I would like mold earth and stuff and clear it out of the way to make the repairs and stuff easier. But if it's if it's not something like that, I though, think that makes a lot of sense as well, yeah. just to shore up the ship. Yeah. And like to keep it from like sinking quite as much. Yeah. Shall we say then that this is the scene? You two together. Working at this cool. thing with Halfdan. Hell yeah. I think Ma'at turns to you, McGowan, uh, having uh, look, still looking like that, uh, that slave pit owner, and says, A nice story, and one with some small patches of truth, however wrapped in sentimentality and mannishness. <laughs> I love him. You found that sentimental, did you? Oh, yes. Do you have a different version you'd care to share? The moon has many husbands. Oh. You hear that, Yora? Many husbands. What you mean by that there, Ma'at? The moon has many husbands. Woed in one eye, if ever such an entity existed, was not the husband of the moon. The moon is vast. Well, if Woden was just one of these husbands, who might the others be? The other children of Mother Earth. The wind, the rain, the mountains themselves. Notice how he said that Woden One Eye was firstborn, but also that he would move mountains. Were the mountains there before he was born? Contradiction. I had never really given it much thought. Above table, um, this is sort of the creation story of of men, mankind, humans. This is the Ash Men's version of a creation story. Great. Yes. So then, uh, would. McGowan be aware of a, a sort of dwarven equivalent? You tell me. Like, what would the dwarves have, have thought as well? Uh, I think there are dwarves in places like Osco, mm-hmm. uh, so they might have different cultures. I think it's very much like city by city, country by country, religion by religion. Mm-hmm. But what would McGowan subscribe to? This definitely sounds a little bit, I will say, similar to Krom. Yeah. Specifically I, it, the sitting on a mountain and hurling dooms. Yes, I think that, yeah, in, in that same vein of, like, children of Krom, the, especially the dwarves would have sprung from the earth, uh, from the mountain, uh, mm. come up from beneath that to, to walk the earth. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So is, is that then this story or one that has many sentimental sort of parallels? Uh, I think that it's got parallels, but yeah. I, I don't think that Woden... Right. is uh, necessarily a, a dwarven sure. equivalent if that's yeah. more of a more of a human one then that seems about right to yeah. me yeah 
Halfdan as he walks away. He also sort of side-eyes Ma'at and nods to you guys and then drags uh, the boy out of the mud who has found yet another crossbow bolt and is busy trying to stick it into the side of the hull. What are you doing with... Why? Why? As this young boy uh, buzzes a raspberry at you and hurls the, the bolt into the mud as it sinks. I, using mold earth, just flick the mud with the bolt back at him. <laughs> Ranged attack roll. <laughs> this is how he loses an eye, like a true pirate, because the <laughs> bolt goes through his head. <laughs> Jonah, killer of children. Well. Natural one. Come on. Come on. Come on. 16 plus. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think. N- not not to actually hurt him, but to just, like, scare him. And, no, it like, sings like, him in the butt. Yeah. 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 And I think Half Dan goes, ha 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 ha. And hauls him up by one arm uh, onto the, the railing of the deck, and they slip over the side into the Helheim. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you go about fixing this damage. There are scorch marks. There are uh, uh, blistered and broken in, uh, staved in pieces of wood from uh, collisions and uh, and pieces that have been eaten away just either by time and then the, the firebomb was like the mm. sort of catalyst that uh, kicked that off further. Mm. So tell me how you guys go about this. She's going to do what she's seen Half Dan do, physically removing the stuff that is not usable mm-hmm. and in a way that it can be replaced with something else usable like patch jobs absolutely yeah McGowan is going to try and uh, if the firebombs and whatever other things broke the ship uh, in certain pieces if those pieces would have gotten knocked into mm-hmm. the hull in a sense uh, I think that he's tried to salvage whatever he can just to conserve supplies Interesting. and in whatever ways he can uh, use the mending cantrip to sort of oh. try and patch some things up that uh, sounds to me like you have advantage on the carpentry athletics role, Yora, and sweet. that you can make an investigation check to find to, to try to find salvageable, uh, usable things. Nice. So please go for it. A thirteen investigation. Athletics, yes, twenty. Twenty. Uh, lovely. Uh, I think you do this patch job, and it looks a lot better than it has any right to, given that you are not proficient with tools, but picking up uh, sort of through osmosis what it was that Halfdan has been uh, teaching you and working with you these past couple days, um, uh, especially as the leaks have gotten worse and worse and his injuries haven't been doing super great. You, you do this patch job and drive nails in uh, as McGowan on the other side is finding bits of what do you find i think you find usable metal mm-hmm. i think you find like um bands of of uh steel that are used to sort of reinforce the hull yeah like mm-hmm. if bands of steel had been like busted open or whatever yeah. bending them back into place and then mending them yeah. back across where they've become cracked and things for sure definitely like nails and stuff oh, and, yeah. and any useful i think you have like a, a good chunk of uh scrap and i think uh you are even left with uh leftovers of scrap excellent for whatever purposes you might need uh, metal specifically. Yeah. All around you guys, uh, crewmen are sloshing irritably around the perimeter, uh, or they cut firewood, spitting, coughing, and swearing as courageous flies buzz at their ears. They have been pretty uneasy since uh, the loss of four crewmates at Tuberon's firebombs. Uh, specifically felt is the loss of the surgeon and the cook. 
Halfdan being injured was just the cherry on top. But as they walk around the perimeter, they, quite unsure whether or not they will, will be staying here for any amount of time, are creating some semblance of a camp, mm-hmm. some semblance of dry ground. Somebody's trying to start a fire with extremely sodden uh, wood uh, before Atu leans over the railing and says, Olaf, stop that. We won't need it. McGowan. Hey. Father. Yora. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he calls him father. He's an old man. <laughs> Andrew's face. I wasn't sure if that face was Andrew or Yora. Yeah, it was a question. Hundred percent, Yora. Father, could I get your your eyes on something? Hey. Well, come on up. And I think he lowers uh, a long, graceful arm down. Great. I will take it. Take the hand and come up. Side note, over the past few days, has he been eyeing Yora anymore that no. I noticed? Uh, I think one, I think Atu's mostly just taken a liking to you. I mm. think he's been somewhat more wary of Yora than he mm. would be for you. And he definitely doesn't seem that bothered by Ma'at. Okay. But uh, he doesn't in any way like seem to be like like staring at her. Do you know what I mean? Okay, cool. I just wanted to check back in on that. If you want to roll an intuition or an insight. I would love that. It's going to be a 17. She looks like my boss. Cool. That was the general gist, uh, I think, in retrospect. (laughs) Excellent. Just trying to look out for his new friend. Uh, Yeah, so this improbably handsome first mate, Atu, uh, is is, uh, pulling you up over the side, and you guys together step over a couple uh, bags that have been thrown out of the uh, underhold and onto the main deck. And he says, I want your opinion. Yora. A pair of crewmen mutter in low tones as you circle around the bow, continuing this this patch job. Uh, they stop as you walk by and nod to you and stare openly at Ma'at, who is just serenely walking next to you. One of them draws a line on his bicep with his thumb, and with another nod to you, they walk back around the other way. You are in the below decks. Rotten. Rotten flower. Rotten grain. Devils damn the moon. Atu hurls a bag of grain onto the growing pile midships. Could you check that side? Hey, I'll take a look. Survival or investigation, your choice. Do Can I make an inside check as to what that bicep thing was? Okay. Yeah. What were my options again? This would be a cooking or an, uh, an inspection, like an investigation check. Eight. He made a sign on his arm and walked away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a nine. And a nine. Everything is rotten. Not only like the, the, the trade goods, the like the vittles that are meant for the crew, Atu has found in the absence of a proper cook, there hasn't been that much uh, maintenance, only a sort of cursory maintenance of the food stocks. Mm. And even the the bags of food that were higher up, nowhere near the bilge line where, you know, if there was a swamp leak, there would be some water contamination. Mm. Even the, the bags that are higher up, high and dry, uh, have rotten apples. They have rotten grain, rotten flour. Uh, they're all bursting with uh, life, with small organisms, fungi, and various different colors. Hmm. The smell of putrefaction. Well, that clears up a question that I was going to ask, because I was going to ask if it seemed like it was water contamination or something else, but you already answered that. And you, you don't find any that yeah. hasn't really been spoiled. And looking out at the, the, the vast number of bags that are still left to check, the, the sacks and crates, you have a sinking feeling in your stomach that it might be all the way through. Mm. 
Um, Atu is watching you with his eyes, as opposed to his butt. He's watching me with his butt, his impossibly attractive butt. You're a learned man, father. Have you ever seen anything like this? Well, I'm thinking back. Um, now, as I survey this, mm-hmm. sort of my understanding of how old these things are, these provisions, they should not be rotted at this point, theoretically, yes? Certainly. And even a couple days ago, there was no, you know, you came in for an apple or something at one point, or the mealtime, the, the duties were being passed along to multiple people without mm. Bell, the cook, uh, around. So at one point, you probably pulled a shift and didn't notice anything. Well, Atu, it seems as though, first of all, we need another cook. We need somebody to keep an eye on these things. But, That's for uh, sure. And I can't say I've seen something like this before. Uh, these provisions, they're not that old. They shouldn't have rotted like this. Doesn't quite make sense to me. Um, Captain's scouting party will be back in the next hour or so. Hey. Hopefully we can find a fishing village. But until then, we should figure out what to do about this. Gotta keep a crew fed. And keep them quiet. Hey, I don't need to tell you they're not happy after losing Bell and the rest. I'd say that that's a fair feeling for them to have. I was trying to just not say that's fair. I was like, nope, I'm not Rourke right now. <laughs> Devil's damn the moon, father. Foraging party, are you in? Hey, question. Yes. How long have we been in this sort of swampy terrain? Uh, in this literal area? Probably this morning is when you guys arrive, but passing through swamps mm-hmm. on the way out of the River Uwe towards mm-hmm. the sea, a couple days, maybe two. Okay, but we just parked it this morning. Yeah, because the leaks were becoming too much to bear. Okay, just as a general feeling, if he's able to have any sort of awareness of, you know, if there's any sort of magical energy or something like I think that he would like reach down and like pick up a piece of earth and just run it through his hands does it feel like there's anything off here <laughs> do you have a spell or anything like that uh, I don't have a spell or anything just just vibe check vibe check uh, that sounds to me like an arcana okay. that's an unnatural 20 for the vibe check vibe check you can say for certain that there is not a magical spell or a curse or anything on this food Okay. Or in this hold, even. You can say for certain that uh, just from checking those vibes that uh, there isn't really any magic going on at all among Mm. the crew, especially since you've been living among them for the last week and a half. Uh, And really the only things that sort of tingle at the back of your teeth are being around Ma'at or for whatever reason you cast magic as you did. Mm, Yeah. To mend. Okay, good to know. He'll, he'll keep that to himself then, uh, but just just a thought that he has in regard to that. Hey, be part of the foraging party. Shall I fetch Yora and see if she would like to come along as well? That might be right. I worry about leaving the, the boat with so few fighters, especially when the captain is still scouting. We could fish. You give that a go. I've not fished since my youth, but give it a try. At least until they come back, and then, after they return, more fighters on the boat. We can attempt to forage. Um, hey Joe, side note. Do we know the name of the kid with the crossbow? Oh, uh, I think, uh, so you have your orphan, Aaron, uh, I yeah. believe. But it's not a- Aaron. Hey, Aaron. It's not him. Different guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was really worried that it was, and I yeah. was like, that, like, Aaron's parent being a shit. was like, oh, listen, 
Yeah. I brought you on the business trip yeah. so you could see cool shit. And you're acting like this, like that's how I was feeling. <laughs> would would you mind driving Aaron or Aaron? Like yep, like tell sure. me where, where he's going and like what he's doing like in this scene in a second. So at the conclusion of your talk with uh, Atu, where the understanding that some foraging might need to take place uh, if, you know, even to feed for the rest of the day unless they can find something in the hold, uh, I think Halfdan uh, pokes his head in and says, Am I allowed in yet? The boy's hungry. He needs beer. And uh, Atu says, First two volunteers, we're going fishing. And uh, I think he... Uh, leads you to the the fishing lines and tackles and baits and reels and stuff. Cool. Uh, and you guys, I think, go about setting that up. I'm gonna let you like Atu is basically working with you to to set up a, a delegation of of crewmen to go with you to go cast lines or forage awesome. or whatever it might be. Where is Aaron in all this? Question. Yes. So you said uh, medic was gone. Yes. The, the surgeon. The, the surgeon. Yes. The cook was gone. Yes. Both of them killed by the blast. I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out that maybe Arn is interested in cooking. So then he so maybe would be he's like trying to fill mm-hmm. that void or like figure it out or he's probably just doing whatever anyone tells him to do. Yeah. I feel like a certain level of like slavery, like you get brown browbeaten into like Yeah. Like even Yora is kind of just following someone else's For sure. Whatever system. I think Atu's been very kind to Arn and cool. uh is actually kind of impressed by how mature RN seems uh, yes. and is is I think Atu keeps pushing him closer to the crossbow kid what shall his name be the guy who apparently has some sort of emotional issues um, now Philippe did that Gustav the Semchkin <laughs> Goose <laughs> just fuck up your <laughs> Persian Middle Eastern Huleo Let, let's get good intentions <laughs> yeah no let's get some more Scottish people in this like Persian <laughs> desert swamp Gene, I'm kidding. Uh, no, please no. Okay, Gene. Yeah, no, you're right. You no. convinced me. No, please no. <laughs> Not Gene. Uh, he's some from cool Baranue, some so cool something uh, maybe, maybe even like um, Latin esque. Uh, I feel like Zakar or something. Zakar, I like that. Like Zachariah, right? Yeah, uh, Zakar, and uh, I think actually Aaron is actually able to calm down Zakar, and right now they are actually holding hands looking in uh, with that, those solemn looks on Aaron's face and still kind of fidgety and, you know, uh, ADD a little bit from Zakar as they peer past uh, Halfdan into the, the hold. I think he has been working, like, with the food and, like, the organization. I think he was the one that brought this information to Atu that everything that he was finding was rotten. Let's go. Let's go. Yora, uh, you and Ma'at are, I think, well, you, <laughs> Maad, at one point tries to pick up a hammer and it just doesn't, it just falls through their hands. Uh, but um, you are just about finishing up the patch job on the front of the ship. Is there anything you would like to take care of or investigate in the, this general area? The calls from Atu for people to shape up and, and come grab fishing lines. Are... Um, just looking around, like, can I make a perception check to see like, like the kind of life that's in this swamp area? Absolutely. Like, it besides might take... like fishing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so I think you take a little tour around, you yeah, know, yeah. just past the perimeter, around the perimeter of this basic camp. Go ahead and place yourself uh, somewhere away from the, the, maybe towards your little mountain range that you made. Predatory mindset. Yeah. I don't know. Or and you're my machine gun. Your machine gun emplacement. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a, a, perce- a perception check or a nature check. Ten. A ten. Yeah. Far beyond, like, the, the, the belching and the... the 
muttering and the swearing of the sailors as they stomp through the muck. I will say it is also very difficult, like this terrain. It, it is it is difficult to move very quickly. Cool. Uh, it is sinking, grabbing mud. Um, and off in the distance towards like the brambles and the, uh, the, the sort of deeper swamp rivulets and forests and pools where the, the captain took his delegation with the quartermaster to try to determine where they were and where we should go, uh, there is definitely the movement of some sort of animal life. Maybe a rabbit or something similar, small and mammalian. Uh, and then you move your right foot and it sticks to something that is not mud. There is the, the, the slightest, it detaches from your right foot. As you pick it up, there's something white getting a little bit muddier with the, the, the muck. Must have been on a branch or a bush or something off to the side. Who jizzed in the swamp? Who yep, jizzed in the swamp? For sure. I think Atu is uh, going back through the rations. I, I think he trusts you a lot. What's it mm. been like working on the ship? Because I think one of the first things that he asked was, do you row? Will she row? Mm. And then from there it was like, well, what other things are you good at? And I think one of the things that he Immediately he's, answered, yes, we will both <laughs> yes, row. <laughs> and absolutely. Did. We did. We will power row. <laughs> fucking power <laughs> row. <laughs> but uh, I think he asks if you would... Take the delegation of fishermen and, and uh, foragers. Five men, you know, just trying to find something to eat. Mushrooms, morals, fish. Hey, did he say how long it would be before Arn and the rest would theoretically be back from their business? He's, he seemed to think within an hour or two. Okay, I think that we'll try to just fish and stuff right near the boat for mm-hmm. now until they get back, and then we can try to get more of, like, a foraging party to go out a little further. Absolutely. Uh, you have five crewmen to sort of place as you will. And uh, they they sort of accept the quasi-command with no, like, compunction or muttering. They just uh, raise their eyebrows, grab their reels, and uh, follow you out onto the midships of the boat. Where do you want to go? Let's see. Is that the starboard side over there, if I'm looking at yes. that correctly? Yeah, so o- over uh, past starboard, uh, where there's a larger body of water. Uh, did you say that Aaron and Zakar were um, like with us? They can be. Uh, other than otherwise, they're going to be working with Atu, just looking in the, the holds of the boat. Yeah, if they if they want to come along, then they totally can. Um, there, if there's a little bit of an island that's over here, uh, is this like a depth of water that could be walked through to get to this little for little sure bit over here? It, it would be a very short swim, uh, or you know, walking up to your chest. It's very much like marshland here. Mm-hmm. We're not really uh, in any sort of deep water situation. Cool. Then I will actually mold earth myself a little mud walkway to just hop over here to this little island and get to some deeper water. Roll uh, an intimidation check. That will be a 16. There is a, a, a murmur of consternation among just oh, <laughs> as you form this bridge, and then as it continues, it's sort of consistent <laughs> as you are what uh, dredging essentially. You're bringing up the dirt and the silt. Yeah, essentially just bringing that up to the top so that I can cross over without actually having to you know wade through the water for sure. Um, and, and I'll go over there to in an attempt to get to some deeper water where there might be some more fish available rather than just right here in this. I'll take. I'll keep Zakar and AA Ron near me, and then we'll leave the other two. So wait, it's me plus five. Yes. Cool. The two boys are on the island with me, mm-hmm. so I can keep a little bit of an eye on them, make sure they're not dicking around or anything. So you can push them in the water and drown them. That's absolutely true. I knew it. Um, <laughs> As you turn around, uh, I to I think 
offer a hand to Aaron and Zakar. I gotta say, Aaron, Aaron <laughs> and Zakar. Uh, I think you see one of the uh, uh, crewmen shiver and draw his thumb across his bicep. Do you have any idea what that means? Insight. Oh no, no, absolutely. You've been in Baranue. It's a ward against evil. It's like a cross your heart kind of thing. Mm, gotcha. I'll just let that be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to plead my case to these people right now. Go ahead and give me a foraging check, as we would for uh, the of ships in the sea. So is that different than just survival? Yes, that is a wisdom survival check. Cool. Oof, nothing biting, probably. What'd you get? Four. There are things that are biting. Oh. First of all, there's quite a lot of life. There's mm. a bunch of frog that ribbit at you and then splash out of your way and are gone in a flash underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are like schools of minnows and fish and such like that, but everything near where you were throwing out your lines, the five of, uh, the six of you, uh, are seem to be uninterested in the bits of rotten fruit or rotten meat or whatever it was that Atu prepared for the barbs and the hooks. Mm. It looks like we're going to need some better bait. RN manages to land a fish and looks just as surprised uh, that there's something... Oh, boy! I don't, I don't think he has any, like, experience with this as a street urchin, but mm. he is nevertheless pulling a muscle back with his scrawny little arms, uh, something on the end of the line. Do I notice this attempt at fishing happening? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Can I make my way onto the boat and look for a net? Like a large fishing net? Oh, nice. Yeah. That would take, like, probably multiple people to use. <laughs> I see. I mean, like a trawling net, something yeah. that you would trawl behind you. So you make your way up onto the boat, and you can see Atu and uh, a couple crewmen. I mean, I'll ask if they have one. Sifting I'm not, through. Like, yeah. Go ahead and ask. Uh, do you have a large fishing net? Now we're going to make an investigation check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As he waves off into the corner. Is that helping me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Listen, this is an intelligence skill. I need all the help I can get. Uh, fair. Um, 15. 15. Yeah. yeah, I think you do. And it's definitely the Straight kind roll. that <laughs> nice. requires like three to four like people to lift. You know, the, the trawling one that you would leave behind your boat as you. Can I, think I you, lift it by myself? Let's have an athletics check. Okay. What's your standard yeah, what, what, push lift carry? Yeah, push lift carry. Equipment. Standard push lift carry. 600 pounds. Oh my god, yeah, you can do it. (laughs) That's insane. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) The carry part is insane to me. I could probably lift 600 pounds with my butt and like a gym, like in like a bar and like everything Mm. else being equal. No, just with your butt. carry it? You just lift it with your butt. butt. That's a lot of Kegels. That's a lot of... (laughs) (laughs) Men can do Kegels, y'all. That's true, I'm doing it right now. Like, how do you hoist it? Because I think Atu raises an eyebrow. I think she like, just like... Folds it twice and then like throws it over her shoulder, <laughs> like a mat, like Fuck a yeah. like a wrestling, like mat. a rug. <laughs> uh, at this moment, Aaron is is pulling it in, pulling in, trying in to land this fish, and finally, with a shout, he yanks it out of the water. Zakar actually, surprisingly, is the one to catch it. It bounces off of his chest, and he holds it, and then he grabs it with his hands, and it is wriggling and wriggling, and it is very strange looking. Mm. It is perhaps like a river trout or any sort of similar fish that would live in, in uh, moving tributaries of water, mm. but it is somehow sick. It has like a fungus or, or some sort of growth around its eyes. Its gills itself look to be a, a strange uh, inflamed pink. And then that arcana check that you made earlier, uh-huh. now you feel something else. Mm. A wave. 
And Ma'at, who has been following next to you, Yora, goes, Oh, oh, bastard, and pops out of existence. Ooh. I put the net down. Thunk. On the deck. Onto the main deck. What is this? We can't eat this, says Zakar. Give me that. Give me that and clean your hands. He hands you the strange putrescent fish. And I hold it and I try to not get my hands on those parts of it that seem to have this sort of infection. But I look closer. Would I recognize anything like this at all, whatever this fungus or disease might be? Nature check. 16. It looks as though it is full of parasites. And actually you can see that below its eye socket there is a worm just sort of before it falls out and wriggles on the mud uh, Mm. by your feet. Now, did I hear Ma'at say bastard and pop out of... No. Okay. Hey, go back toward the ship. See if you can help out too with something. I'll I'll be along. I think you might want to take a look at this. And I, I don't think we want to... McGowan's not interested in fishing anymore. He wants to see if anybody else would be familiar with something like this, of what's going on. Can I make an, a perception check based on the last time? Yes. Ma'at bamfed out of existence? Yes. 15. So Ma'at goes, oh... Bastard and pops out of existence. Throw that down. Throw that down immediately ready, and you cast your eyes around. I think you go to the bow of the ship, and you can see this interaction, whatever it is, with the fish, and you see movement. These two crew members who were digging a ditch, swatting and swatting at the flies that are continuing to buzz in their ears, swatting, swatting at the flies, and then yelling, slapping themselves, now stumbling in in this difficult terrain as these clouds of insects are hounding and at one point drawing blood. They are being bitten viciously. Roll for initiative, everyone. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. They have got a new line of chonky D20s out now that are Magic the Gathering themed and super cool. I don't, I don't even play Magic the Gathering, but I can guarantee that these bad boys, your mana is going to be off the charts. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using the promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. If you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Quest Company and Quest Code Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. 
We got some great fan art this week. Thank you to Blake at Sleepy Sandshrew on Twitter for the awesome art of Yora from episode one from the hippo fight. Also, I don't believe I got to mention it on air because we were in between arcs back when it came in. But thank you to GG at GladIrisT on Twitter for sending in some fantastic Yora art a while back. We are so glad y'all love her because we do too. If you haven't seen that art, you can go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or in the fan art gallery on the website. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thank you to Blue Dot Sessions for the song McCarthy. Thank you to Dan Bodan for the song Gaia in Fog. Thank you to Daniel Birch for the song Danger Drone. Thank you to Danielle Piscini and Rafael Pilia for the song Edgia. Thank you to Kai Engel for the songs Plague and Mist and Clouds. Thank you to Roscall for the song Slow Muties. Thank you to Tribal Affair for the song Sibs. Ambient sound by TabletopAudio.com and Solar Flare. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. Four. 22. I'm super concerned for Arn. I have been since Joe was like he went away. Correct. He should be back in an hour. But now I'm more concerned. Yeah, I I feel that. McGowan, no, what you is- don't. You want to be captain. <laughs> McGowan has no desire to Bullshit. be a captain. <laughs> Bullshit. I know. I know the truth. <laughs> so that's like that Sanders hit the nail on the head laugh right there. I never said Jonah wouldn't want to be the captain. McGowan definitely does not, though. Yora, you spring into action. What do you do? Oh. You know what? One thing that you're not really good at with an axe? A swarm of insects. <laughs> it's like Joe knows. Do we have like a gangplank down? I think there's a set of lines over each side with knotted rope. Right. So people are climbing up rope. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to make my way to like this side's rope and I'm just gonna shout for everyone to get into the boat yeah get in the boat uh, whatever the fuck get in the that's why I didn't want to do it gotta do the right chopper there. yeah um, I think that's a reason to want to do it no. what are you talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that's not my style Jonah but yeah she's gonna she's gonna shout that out and then I'm just gonna hold my action to assist people up the rope. Yeah, the closest on this side are Zakar and Aaron, Aaron, who have just been instructed to head towards the boat by McGowan. McGowan, give me a perception check. 15. You uh, instantly recognize the threat that Yora is pointing out, these swarms of insects. And what you do not see, lunging from the underbrush (laughs) on this side. (laughs) Is it something I can kill? awful pain in your legs as something digs in directly into your shin clamping just around mercifully missing the knee joint grotesque and many legged furry and black is biting into the side of your knee would i have had a chance to shield or no i think this is a stealth like an ambush that, that's that's the vibe i was getting yeah, i think not okay I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw great i'm going to this is a saving throw against poison Yes. Great, I have advantage on those. Hell yeah. That will be an unnatural 20. Ooh, 
You take seven poison damage as okay. uh, the burning from these fangs, like this acid is now dripping down your pantalooned leg. Six piercing damage, the fangs that are digging in directly into the meat of mm. your leg. And you are now aware of this disgusting, awful arachnid to your right, lunging out of the underbrush. It, too seems overgrown, as large as it is, large as a, as a golden retriever. Uh, it, is, it has things in its matted arachnid fur, wriggling with flies and worms and similarly gross-ass shit. And mm. these swarms over here and over here, two more erupt from the side of the boat towards the aft, uh, and you begin to hear uh, shouts of alarm as just over the water, the crewmen notice two more massive uh, spiders shambling out of that dense overgrowth that Andrew drew at the beginning of this map. (laughs) There's not one on the machine gun, right? There is not one on the machine gun that you also drew on the map. It's a tree, everybody. Nope, it's a turret. You were picked up a level in an artificer. There's a turret now. Nice. This one attempts to hurl itself across the water, fangs first, and falls directly in the drink with a sploosh. Jumping spiders. This one succeeds, leaps over into the crowd of crewmen, now yelling in alarm and brandishing small hammers and whatever else they were using to work around the ship. Someone's dead. Disgusting and massive, it hurls itself on one of the crewmen, a sandy-haired Mendebarnian. And <laughs> it's Mendebarnian. Man, they never tell you like how to make like country names. <laughs> Mendebarnian. Mendebarnian. Mandalorian? Mendebarnian. I was totally with you. <laughs> yeah. then you'd, then this, you'd... this awful Labrador-sized uh, spider you hurls itself. I did play myself across the, the stream, unlike its uh, uh, unlucky... Uh, uh, a compatriot. This crewman goes down in a spray of blood and ichor. The Mandibarian? The Mandibarian. Not oh, the Mandibarian. No. Right, it's Pedro Pascal. Oh. No! No! These insects here go to town. The clouds that have been surrounding those crewmen to the north zzz, all around. That is two misses. As these, let's go. Yeah, as these get uh, to the ropes, baby. Yeah, as these crewmen, uh, through the uh, mixture of, of panic and and pain, are uh, slamming and slapping at their arms and wiping them away from their face and make their way towards the ship and Yora. As this is uh, some mummy shit right here. These three to the west going to try to disengage from the spider and head towards the knotted rope ladders, starboard side of the ship. Yora. Make an athletics check. Let's see how many you can pull up. Sweet. Sweet 19. I think you pull up three. I think she just is waiting for people to get on the rope and start climbing and then just starts pulling them up the rope. Oh, yeah. Throws a hand under an arm and just lifts the rest of the way. Uh, I think you pull up three uh, uh, crewmen and the rest uh, have their backs to the ship and are lunging out with, with shovels and spades at the clouds of insects. And these ones turn around and ready themselves for the spider. Oh, that's not going to be a problem. Over here, Aaron and Zakar Aaron. attempt to climb the port side of the ship. Ho, ho, ho. Aaron, an, an urchin, easily scales up the My side. boy! Yes! Zakar, go! halfway up the side, cannot. Fuck off, don't care. He manages to loop his uh, foot in, in the rope, but is unable. To take a break. To, yeah, to take yeah. a break and is unable to pull himself up the rest of the way. One more makes it up by himself. Next in the order is McGowan. All right. 
Uh, oh, man. So I will cast a booming blade onto the spider. That is a total of 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I dig the battle axe in and then wrench it out of the thorax of the spider. Uh, and that does 14 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I will run from there, uh, making my way toward the boat. <laughs> as it bubbles and, and, and goops out Icker from where you, the, the that battle axe smashed in, and the sorceress energies uh, pool around it as the booming blade uh, does its work, and it's whirling around the spider. He's going to get an attack of opportunity yeah. as he lunges again for your, your injured leg. Cool. And misses. Awesome. How do you block? Uh, I think that just bash it with the shield with the offhand as I run. Boom. Yora. It is now Yora turn. Sprinting to the back of the boat. To the stern. To the stern. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. A jump from the back towards the spiders. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Athletics roll. Give me a leap from the stern of the boat. Natural 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Coming down on the spider that's molesting this dude. The rage of it all. I think somehow you... I'm flying. I think this is a grapple. I think you have landed on it and around it and you have reduced its speed to zero. A natural 20? I think that, that a crit has to give you something cool like that. Can I just have advantage on the attack? Like if, I think that makes as more As opposed sense. to recklessing? Absolutely. absolutely. And so that, like, that I get enough of a jump that it's like I can... It, you can per- perfectly I'm aims. not worrying about necessarily cleaving the dude in half that uh-huh. it's messing with. So you, you leap from the stern and uh, natural 20. Uh, I think this gives you advantage on your next attack. Uh, 24. To 24 hit. to hit? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's roll that d12! Pl- plunging from the heavens, from the stern of the boat. One, of course. Ah, rip. <laughs> rip in peace. Welcome to my life when it comes that's to That's the people. third time that's happened. Third, it will happen many more times. Uh, 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 eight points of damage. Heft your mighty axe. Hither come your slayer of spiders. I think she just comes down on top of the thing <gasps> with the axe. <sighs> You say eight points of damage? I think I've missed mostly, too, trying to avoid the person. Uh-huh. Because I've punched more damage than that. Yeah, I think you're concerned about <laughs> Which is upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is It is simultaneously hacking at this thing. As large as it is, there's still a person under it. Maybe it's more like dividing it off of the dude. Yeah. there's about to be a second attack. Trying to sweep it. Go ahead and roll yeah. that second. Uh, 16 to hit? Absolutely. Ten points of damage. The, the first one is the setup, the the, the crushing sideways uh, horizontal hit, and then you are slashing, chopping at it. I'm assuming I'm removing legs. Uh, and the the ichor spills out, and now you are seeing what McGowan saw—the sort of uh, infested like nature of this this fur, this this spider carapace. Gross. Ooh, I just grossed myself out. Um, <laughs> and next in the order is the spidos. Let's go. Bursting from the river, covered in water, is the spider that failed its athletics check to leap. And it is going to uh, haul back on its back legs and as a mass of webbing uh, sprays out over both you, the other spider, and the the, the crewman underneath the spider. That's going to be a 23 to hit. That does, in fact, hit. The webbing heavy and and smelling sickly sweet sprays out over Yora and engulfs your left arm. It sprays out over your right shoulders and over, down the right side yeah. of your leg. And you are restrained. Let's go. 
as this uh, uh, spider vomits out. I guess it wouldn't be. As it poops out this this webbing all over you. No, it vo- vomits it. <laughs> Yora is restrained. And the second spider, drawing its teeth out of the crewman under its massive bulk, raises its front legs in that awful, threatening tarantula kind of way and leaps at you. 17. 17 is my armor class, so it does hit. Does hit. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Let's go. Twenty-three. Uh, as this acid, as this poison uh, sinks in with its teeth, it does hit and it does five. 22. Bad math. <laughs> five piercing damage, six poison damage as you shake off the, the, the poison before it can really bite and drip into your veins. So 11 halved? Yeah. Six? Yeah, both of them were halved. Dope. Five and 11 halved. Barbarian. As this spider, over towards McGowan, the one engulfed in uh, sorcerous booming blade energy, mm-hmm. not really understanding strategy or tactics with rope cards <laughs> to magic, <laughs> right, right, right. is going to go and sprint at you. Ah, uh, damn. That was really shit. Two ones. So it takes two points of thunder damage. Oh, my gosh. It's a popper. It's just a fart. Uh, yeah, I, I think it just moves so quickly that it leaves a good deal of the detonation behind, but still is shunted off to the side as the thunderous boom fills the air, triggered by its movement. And it is going to spin around and poop a web at you and miss. Nice. That's going to be an eight to hit. It doesn't hit anybody else either. As it spins around and uh, haphazardly aims, probably knocked off kilter by the explosion of the booming blade, and a mass of sickly sweet-smelling, awful, goopy web uh, splashes over the the hull next to the patch that you and Yora made, uh, and it is sticking to the bow of the ship. The buzzing intensifies as these insects descend on the remaining crew members. The crewmen to the left of this side of the ship, I think they actually have a tarp, and they're using the tarp as a, as a one unit to bat away or to cover oh. themselves, batting away, uh, uh, avoiding maddening buzzing of these insects to the stern of the ship, whereas towards the bow, this one lone crew member is engulfed. So he's doing real good. Doing great. What was frenzied batting and moving off to the side is slowly getting slower and slower. The screams and and yells for help are being replaced by panting, harder and harder coughing, coughing and wheezing as this crewman sinks to his knees in the mud. More and more flies crawling over his face and into his mouth. Next in the order So he's doing good. Is the crew. Two make their athletics checks to climb up the side while fighting off the insects. And Aaron, on this side, begins to haul up on the rope, pulling Zakar, who is now panting with exhaustion, into the boat. All but three crewmen are in the boat. It is time for McGowan. He will uh, take another booming blade at the spider. 17. That is going to hit. Six points of damage. As your battle axe sinks in, uh, uh, spurting out yet more of this viscous black ichor. And then he is going to attempt to climb up into the boat as well. Attack of opportunity against you. Great. And again, I think you just, boom, another bash with the buckler. Excellent. Give me an athletics roll to to, to climb this. 
That's going to be an 18. You haul yourself up over the rail and onto the pile of other crewmen who are now trying to extricate themselves and stand up. Uh, several of them actually pick up the longship oars and are now using them to try to poke at the spider from the railing as it goes <laughs> and does other spider shit. Excellent. Uh, then as that happens, I'm just going to yell to... Uh, Aaron and Zakar to get below deck and I'm going to try to position myself over here where I can fire some shots over at these swarms of bugs and try to deal with them. You head to the port side of the ship of the Helheim uh, and look down and see the crewman that has been uh, brought to his knees by the buzzing and you can see the bugs crawling in and out of his mouth on his ears and his eyes and the two crewmen threatened by the other swarm. Yora, what do you do? Breaking free of this thing is an action, yes? Yes. Breaking free of the goop. You are restrained. Uh, advantage on me, and I have disadvantage making attacks. And I can't move. I'm gonna stay where I am and reckless attack so I can have normal rolls on this one in front of me. Hell yeah. It's 19 to hit. That is going to hit. Let's go. Let's get reckless. Okay. 12 points of damage. Kill it for me. Okay. The one that is on, t- on top of the crewman. You said, like, her left arm got gooped? Yeah. And she just, like, grabs the spider by, like, its head and, like, lifts it up and just, like, axes into its body Ooh. so that it's, like, off of the guy. Spitting awful, burning poison as it yeah. does. Let's go. Because I can't move, this guy is technically out of range. <laughs> I'm going to pull the long sword off my hip and just chuck it at it. As hard as I can. So what? So does this count as tavern brawler? That improvised it's still weapon. Improvised? I'm just throwing a longsword. But are you proficient in? Th- it doesn't have the thrown property. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so is she improvising this. the thrown property for it? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm I don't wondering. know that that functions that way. My brain was just because I'm reckless attacking, I'm an advantage, and because I'm a already restricted, like disadvantage, because it like all cancels out at the end. I think so. This I was is just like I'm just reckless flat roll. Yeah. yeah, plus <laughs> strength. I'm just reckless bullshitting. Twelve to hit. That is not going to hit. I figured. I, I think it just scuttles to the side and the, the long sword into the, the soft, peaty marsh below. I'm going to bonus action attack because I have great weapon master. Hell Hey-o. yeah. So seeing that my fucking sword missed, I'm going to take my spear off my back and throw it at it. <laughs> Inventory. And then I'm going to use the sack full of the king of Usar. <laughs> Don't question that I won't do that. That's a 16 to hit. That's going to hit. 10 points of damage. You get it right in the arthropod. Let's that's go. That's the wrong term. Nope, that's right. Get it right you in. Get right in the arthritis. Arthritis. You got it right in its arthritis. Uh, after it, first it dodges your, your thrown longsword, shing, into the mud, off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> off the just back. Just javelin it. Yeah, just ichor pouring into the into the mud and the blood and the beer. <laughs> Next. angry. So angry. She's is not happy. This spider. It is going to come here at the last remaining crewman on this side. Oh, thank God. And try to do a bitey bite. Eight points of thunder damage. Oh. As it walks, it detonates. Hell yeah. Splattering the side of the boat. And this poor crew member with just spider guts and entrails. This one it's gonna turn into a zombie. is going to bite at you. You're Let's go. leaping, uh, now injured and hissing and spitting uh, from this this spear thrust. So it's it gets in close my range to you now. Yes, poor mistake. It's at advantage. Also, eighteen to hit. It does hit. <laughs> I needed to make a Constitution saving throw. Con save. Natural twenty. Oh, 
Nice. plus seven. So that's eight points of damage uh, for poison halved. Four. So it's two and ten halved uh, from piercing damage as its Ooh, le- as its teeth bury into your thigh. Cool. Just new scars, baby. Though some are still focused on the paralyzed man uh, kneeling in the muck to the port of the ship, both of these insects are still coming. This one directly up onto the ship as it floats, fuzzing like a like a malevolent cloud up the side and towards you, McGowan. Mm. These, the same, but to that crew member, to the port of the ship. Use your tarp. Natural one, McGowan. How do you prone these flies? <laughs> I think that he's just using his shield like a bug swatter. I think so. And they are just... <laughs> some of them are like still fat and like... It's uh, a hell of a shoulder at, workout. Mm-hmm. As they land on you, they drip with blood. Human blood from mm-hmm. the man they've just uh, drained. And the ones over here are similarly, again with the tarp, these two crewmen are the tarp masters, just blasting backwards, just slapping and slapping at this malevolent, fizzing, fuzzing, buzzing cloud of bugs. Next in the order is this last crewman, who succeeds his uh, athletics check to climb up the starboard side of the ship. This is the one covered in star uh, uh, spider guts. Mm. And down on the ground, embroiled as they are with this cloud of insects, these two are going to make attacks. And it's just not connecting with the clouds. Mm-hmm. What they have is blunt weapons. As they uh, ineffectually swipe and smack, you don't see hardly any uh, bugs getting out of the way. It just looks like they're getting mobbed. Okay, if I tried to fire bolt the ones that are in my business right now, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a disadvantage, I assume, because it's a ranged, ranged attack. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get out of this swarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll take that attack of opportunity. As they buzz and try to get at your mouth and your eyes. Uh, I'm going uh, toward where Yora is. All right, to the stern of the ship. Yeah, yeah, I'm heading to the Overlooking. stern. Overlooking. Uh, and so there I've got a good uh, eye line on both of the swarms. Twin firebolt. Ooh. One at each swarm. You you pull two axes from your belt. <laughs> and Throw they superheat and blaze through the air with a trail of fire. Go ahead and roll. 19. So as you walk away from this this cloud of uh, malevolent bugs, mm. biting at you, trying to get at your ears, at your eyes, at your mm-hmm. at your mouth. 21. Oh, 21? Then yeah. I will shield. Cool. I can shield up to 22. <laughs> as they are just bouncing off of this, what does it look like? A, a, I think it's just like a coating of mud like comes up and covers it. Oh, that's cool as fuck. I've never seen that as a shield yeah, uh, flavor before. Unable to get through like a hippo uh, wallowing in mud, you have protected yourself against these uh, insects. Exactly. And then you pull out your hand axes. Yeah, I pull off the two hand axes from my belt and twinning fire bolt. I throw them both, one at each swarm. Trails of fire. What are the rolls? Uh, so 19. Do I need to roll for each swarm to hit? Yes. Or, okay. Because they're, they're two ranged attacks. All right. Well, the second one's even higher. 23 to hit on that one. Yes. Both hit. Better. So the first one is going to take 12. Ooh. And then the second one is going to take 16 points of fire damage as the hand axes go blazing through both of the swarms. The, the fire it just drops these bugs. The, the, the actual hand axes themselves pass through and keep going, eventually cooling and hissing in the muck, in the mire. But the fire and the trail of flame that uh, hand axes leave is, is toasting them, like little meteorites falling out of the sky. Would and you say that the flame licks the bugs? It, the flame, you might say, licks the bugs. <laughs> they are both severely diminished, both of these uh, swarms. Excellent. Back to Yora. 
the most tenacious spider in existence. I'm glad this thing came close to me. I'm on a reckless attack so I can have normal rolls. Hit it. And 18 to hit. That's going to hit. Nine points of damage. Just a, a, a massive hit again into this carapace. A 20 plus. Boom. To hit. Hit. Uh, 11 points of damage. Kill it. Cool. I think she's just pissed at this point and is just like beating it into the cleavering soft it. earth. And then is the dude next to me just dead? I don't know if you can tell right now. Cool, cool, cool. You are uh, occupied. I have a bonus action. That's okay. No, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. He's not moving. She's going to try and move and then realize she's restrained and that's going to be her turn. Hell yeah. Fuck this restraining. The last spider is just beaten into the earth. It's ichor oozing out. Oh, that's a crit. That is a crit. McGowan, this swarm of flies uh, is very injured and actually zigzags crazily away from you uh, uh, from the smoke and from the fire, but it nevertheless uh, uh, regroups and bursts towards you, dealing 10 damage to you on that crit as they find just the soft, unarmored parts. I think uh, they are actually biting, biting, biting at the mud, and then the mud slips away, and Mm -hmm. they are biting at your flesh. And down here, the same thing happens. And one of these crew members sinks to their knees in the muck. Damn. McGowan, your turn. Uh, I think that I will do the same thing as I did before, trying to distance myself from the flies and then um, taking two firebolt shots, uh, one at each swarm. Hit it. Uh, 19 plus and a one on the other one. Ooh. But to the one, it's 16 points of damage. Which one do you kill? Uh, I think probably the one that's um, got a little bit more distance, the one that's currently with tarp guys over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the one is uh, too close for me to really get a solid shot on. I think that the flame builds a little bit more as it distances itself from me, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have enough to, like, really get there. It's just an axe that flies through. Uh, But then the other one is able to get a little bit more uh, oomph on it uh, as it gets the ones... uh, that are around tarp guy. You have incinerated the bugs around the, the remaining tarp guy who is now scrambling in the muck and trying to pat the face of his fallen tarp companion. But you don't get to see this because the second hand axe that you pull and hurl goes completely wide, narrowly missing the crowd of crew members that are using oars to swat at the remaining bugs who give a shout of alarm as they dive out of the way and the flaming hand axe hurls itself into the prow of the boat, and a small fire is beginning to spread there. That's how you do it one, Joe. <laughs> There's Your a consequence. Way. I like it. <laughs> um, I am... Uh, I'm going to break restrain because it's literally all I can do. Athletics. 24. You bust out. Let's go. Can I look to see if dude on the ground next to me is dead? I think he is not moving. I think you look at him and he's in a rictus. He is uh, rigid, his arms outstretched and bleeding. He, he has been bitten several times, but he is himself <laughs> paralyzed. Cool. I'm a bonus action, whatever you can, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything, but I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like. Pick him up? Pick him up. You do. He is over your shoulder now. Cool. I have another body. <laughs> <laughs> another body, buddy. Body count, Yora. Uh, am I at half speed? Yes, and then half because it's difficult terrain and you have a body. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm moving 10. We're going to go boom, boom towards the boat. And this last cloud of bugs, it it is so diminished from the the cloud that it was before. And you just swat it away as, again, they come for you. Again, zooming and zooming around, just batting them away. Mm -hmm. Your turn. 
I'm gonna maneuver myself around so that I can uh, shoot off a firebolt and just, if it happened to miss, uh, that it won't uh, bury itself in any part of the ship. That it, if it goes wide, it would just go into the, the wilderness or what have you. Mm-hmm. 16. Kill it. He's maybe even gone through all of the axes that he has at this point. So uh, rather than picking up another hand axe from his belt and tossing it, I think that he just, like, with a strong motion, cleaves the air with his battle axe and, like, off of the edge of the blade, this stream of fire shoots off. And they incinerate and fall to the ground, ashen husks. And then I'm going to try to run over to the other side of the ship to help put out that fire. This is where we close out. McGowan rushing to put out the fire as the other crew, some of them throwing tarps and blankets over it, trying to smother it. Yora carrying a paralyzed crew member over her shoulder, another two in the muck to the port of the ship, and then off in the distance, a figure trudging through the swamp. Arn. That is going to hit as the flames uh, uh, eat out and... and (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) 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 Fuck me. This is not my day. Uh, As the flames... God damn it. I'm going to have to keep that. (laughs) No, you're not. No, I don't have to. As the flames lick out from... (laughs) (laughs) 